Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Barry, Season 2, Episode 3, Past Equals X Future Over Yesterday. Written by Jason Kim, directed by Minky Spiro. I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I had more than five truly laugh out loud moments. And even as I started pressing record for this podcast, I started immediately laughing <laughs> because I got so much Hank this episode. And y'all know I love me some Hank. So this was quite a delightful episode to watch. I like the push and pull from Barry regarding who he is. He's still trying to assess if he truly is after the last two murders that he can't convince himself were done out of anything besides self-preservation and these weren't bad people and he was in order to kill them this was his own actions and then that tying into the end scene about what may push him down this road of once again taking up that mantle of killing without being ordered to do so or it being something he needs to do even so because this is this would be pure act of anger and vengeance and that is something i don't think we've seen from barry yet so i like how everything came together uh let's start with Barry he's in his own head about the task he's been given which is to tell the story from when he did his first kill we see that there's another story that involves his friend Albert which is his best friend who gave him the order to get his first kill now he is injured I was very surprised at how that story unfolded and now I really want to know because if he's saying no in backspace and that means he don't want to go there just as much as he doesn't want to go back to that moment of reliving his first kill hank is also having a dream in which i love that we're getting these two characters mindset so we can literally go inside of their head and he is imagining <laughs> that he is on a a round table with the smartest guy and he's an even smarter guy about how basically asia is going to be destroyed and things are going to change but that's because he thinks that the the hit is successful and he's very surprised well he goes his guy comes and tells him there's news Cristobal wants to see you and he's like good news (laughs) and he comes in immediately and I don't know how Cristobal but I feel like Esther certainly did maybe Cristobal did to a certain extent but didn't want to punish him or did punish him by you know regulating him even further away for this mishap because he outs himself immediately someone attacked you at your monastery i'm gonna give you information that wasn't presented and then he's like he must have failed or she 
when Cristobal realizes that come on dude you're pretty much <laughs> outing yourself more than you are already outed in your love of Cristobal and he's told that because the monastery is no longer safe Esther's going to be moving in and the boys his boys the Bolivians are going to need to find somewhere else to be and they are sent to a storage unit i did laugh when i forgot the ah he was funny this episode when he says do you want us to go down uh and get some area rugs because he's like we have work to do and the work is not making this nice it's actually to go kill barry i'm about to end this man's whole career barry is in his room with sally she's talking about how well she asks if you need help i'll give you some help but then she says and as she always does deflects and focuses his attention on her and how it's been therapeutic and she's gonna do a a call with her friend regarding what happened that night because she recalls things a little bit differently we find out she's like yeah he used to choke me and he's like damn that's really fucked up and she's like yeah he was just a piece of shit she rather objectively dismisses the horror of what happened to her because to acknowledge that is to garner pity and i think pity and empathy are just not a thing that she allows herself you know how people who bully end up becoming or can become bullies themselves people who end up being bullied did i start that part off right part of me feels because i was thinking last episode well she's found herself in another abusive relationship because you have a violent partner however when you really examine it the one that is far more emotionally manipulative in this relationship is sally despite barry being the more violent person and then you see in a later scene how she's able to do that and i have to reassess what i thought initially i would if i had to name who was the more uh abusive one in this relationship it was it would be sally and so she talks about how she told her ex to fuck off when she left him and that he could choke on that it seems rather farcical even when she said it so i'm not surprised later on when she talks to her friend and she tells her yeah you came over you were a mess i knew he choked you we went back over to his place he was passed out and we grabbed your stuff and you ran away you actually never confronted your abuser and despite being told that she continues to go with her version of how things happen because it puts her in the more stronger light that she prefers to see herself in and that's kind of what a lot of people do in life particularly around traumas is they have a tendency to write themselves as the protagonist and they never allow for the fact that they were not as strong as maybe today they would see themselves but they don't want to acknowledge that part of themselves they feel are shameful that's very human but it's also 
it takes away from that growth of you as a person and then it also makes you very um it could make you very judgmental to others even harsher because you yourself would find yourself above that when you know deep down you know it wasn't quite that that story you tell yourself she does tell him that he does need to talk to someone that was there that would understand a little bit more and then he realizes after the third shot that he is actually being assassinated or attempted assassinated and i love 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 that sound carried and he can hear everything (laughs) that's going on with hank and his his second in command as he says look i i'm not very good at this he's like yeah clearly you suck at this and he says well you know you're the one that said you were giddy to go to do this barry grabs his gun and then he runs out of the room (laughs) to confront hank after he shoots the second in command and he's like look i you gotta not be so weak i was shot before hell i was shot into the exact same place you were shot damn he's good then when he turns around barry is there with a gun and to hank's credit he's like you fucked me you i told you to do something you didn't do it the scenario around all of those reasons has not changed so if you're gonna kill me fucking do it what are you waiting for you dumb stupid fuck barry realizes okay yeah i may owe you a debt of gratitude and let's make a compromise i won't kill esther i can't kill esther but i will train your guys so that they can become assassins and take care of their own problems notice the difference in hank and barry here because hank gets his little dance on because he thinks he can this will help him get back 50 50 with cristobal but in barry's mind he's immediately being like fuck cristobal take the whole thing you don't know the power of the dark side hank isn't that ambitious but barry is like if you're gonna like you can be if you want to be and he's just so much better better mentally inclined on the criminality than i think he gives himself credit for and the dance it was just lovely and then he got his friend his second in command even though he was shot to still do the dance as well like this is happy times <laughs> he's like i'm gonna give you a lift uh or a list of things that i'm gonna need and don't text me and he's like i don't even care i'm so happy ghost ride the whip ghost ride the whip ghost ride the whip ghost ride the whip sally is so self-absorbed that she doesn't notice the feathers on the bed she just comes in reaffirms that her story is exactly as she remembers and says oh barry i hope you figure it out too barry has another story different story that he wants to tell and it's about the time he saved albert when they were serving in the karango valley his friend is trying to settle a dispute about a shot horse or a injured horse like someone killed the horse he's like well we didn't kill the horse and it sounds all silly until unfortunately albert is shot in the face and that was a little like i didn't expect that i was like oh shit that things got real 
real quick so i like how they put the the realist realism when it comes to warfare how things can be very normal and then things pop off very quickly he's struggling with his friend who is uh clearly very injured the shaking that got me and he puts his that guy was in he was a preacher albert i couldn't put my my finger on it maybe i brought it up before he was the one where they was pitching the idea of game of thrones <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite scenes in preacher so yeah he's trying to help his friend and then he looks over and we never get anything further but whatever happens it definitely doesn't cast him in a positive light because when he gets a text later on <laughs> oh my god the things they do with text messaging it's so funny because it's so human and it's happened to all of us <laughs> all of us wait first is uh, before that is one of my other favorite scenes because th- i'm glad they brought it up and this is something that i think is a, a, a continued plot hole where okay maybe they wouldn't see their faces maybe they didn't put their their stories out there but it is something barry has left himself open to is the fact that everybody saw him with those marines all three people who are dead that are friends of barry's so she brings that up saying you should talk to your marine buddies and he says they aren't speaking anymore (laughs) then we go to my favorite scene out of the whole episode (laughs) when noho hank is in his get up with his bolivians and there's a fucking translator there (laughs) and he says he's the air jordan of assassin the best part is when he translates everything that no hank says in english and then the the kicker is the bolivians ask questions in english (laughs) then he's like how many of you speak english and they all do and he's just like get out of here go for a walk but man that scene was gold it was just gold and they're so polite the bolivians they're like well today we shoot with guns (laughs) and they go shooting and hank's like so how long is this gonna take that we're gonna be an army and he's like your guys suck except for maybrick who well doesn't know the much doesn't know much about guns seems to be able to shoot great what got me is when he turned around and everyone's congratulating him because they're just like oh we all couldn't hit shit and look at this one guy the camaraderie there i bet you that reminds him when he was in the army because that's the kind of that you would have is that camaraderie but it is around death and violence and then the maybrick turning around and saying boss did you see hell yeah now we got business i love the dichotomy here where barry has been taking orders from the army he's been taking orders from fuchs and now he's the one giving orders he's the one being looked at as the authoritative figure and he's continuing the exact same cycle he himself is trying to get away from uh he then imagines well he gets the text from sasha it's like can you cover for me i woke up sick and he's like yes then she sends a message jarhead is taking over sasha got a day off uh my bad that was for well she just goes shit that was for natalie 
<laughs> and he doesn't even care and later he's approached by by fuchs fuchs was in a quinceanera store with the former partner and he brings up once again that his wife like how she fucked him over because all he said was what kind of place is this fuchs is like i know this guy give me some time alone with him you don't have to tell me how i'm supposed to get the confession out of him and so he's still very butthurt about his wife uh loaches and he goes to the store and he's very much trying to say look you're gonna talk to me but barry is very happy to see fuchs and the two reconcile because he can talk to him about things that he can't talk to other people about this was a father figure to him the only father figure that he's had and the only one that he can still be honest with and so they admit to missing each other and i think they both were genuine in that feeling and while fuchs has always been someone i don't feel is the best in barry's life it's always been made clear like when he thought he was dead that he genuinely does have an emotional attachment to him he just uses that uh emotional attachment for his own gains and manipulates him using that very much like sally does loach can't believe his ears because this certainly did not go down the way he wanted to and he's got the wire on so he can hear the whole entire conversation he's like yeah you don't want to talk about that at all i like the way he he goes and plays with the hats and stuff it was nice to see barry get a genuine moment with someone it's just unfortunate that uh it may come at another cost because then what are you going to do about this situation is feek still going to turn on him or is he not going to turn on him and then loach is still there so what does that mean moving on from that reunion there is the acting class where he's trying to because he's fuchs told him like no one tells the true story people make things up the speech never happened in braveheart and he he took from that to go ahead and do the speech from braveheart as he's retelling the story i love that we are in the story with him even as he's being chastised by um by gene about his horrible horrible plagiarism of mel gibson he's like what the fuck is wrong with you i'm jewish i am disgusted so he decides that barry is gonna play sam who is sally's abusive ex because she's not really sold on the idea of the other guy (laughs) i keep forgetting i think it's no it's definitely not ryan oh why do i always forget his name but he's hilarious because he's like gonna act like i can't play straight i played straight for 22 damn years <laughs> and so as soon as sally and barry get into the scene she's trying to push him to let his violin side come out but he's like i can't open that box that's pandora's box and i'm doing my best to keep that box closed and he ends up uh, being upset saying fuck you she goes after him and explains look i'm just trying to push you to get you to a place that you're gonna need to be and uh just as he's reconciling with that none other than sam shows up and he 
very much is back to that moment where he's willing to do something like kill somebody uh and it doesn't take a lot to get him back there when he's properly motivated is what i kind of took away now there's not nothing to say that he's going to do it but he certainly in his face felt like he wanted to and i don't know anything that would stop him other than sally herself so what is this going to mean moving forward i do not know but it's intriguing the last bit of thing that is intriguing about this episode is gene and his continued failed attempts to create a bond with his son leo he shows up at his organic farm and gives him the key to his cabin tells him he'll be an assistant he can rent the place out he could do it whatever no strings attached except that it will create a closer bond he's still trying to pay him off now that he hasn't the speech didn't go on well he apologized for it but his son is like i don't want the cabin where your dead girlfriend died why can't you see that that would be something no one would want (laughs) so him continuing to fail at reaching his son and he keeps saying like i don't want anything from you i don't want a relationship with you stop i wonder what he's gonna need to do to break the barrier with him and i think it truly is the honesty the the same thing that barry's trying to avoid the same thing sally's trying to avoid this is gene he's doing the exact same thing he's trying to avoid actually confronting the truth despite how much they're they're creating this whole new performance based on that so a really really good episode if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic <laughs>